What's another one? Unrepentance. No. What's, what are the two parts? You have well, spiritual material. world and then material world. Right? Yeah, material. Okay. Material is a word so, that I use. So the material world is something that I, I feel is sacred. Mm-hmm. So therefore... Wait, hold on a second. Aren't both sacred? Well, so you got the spiritual world and the... spiritual world, I would say so, yeah. But so like, the only difference is that in the material world, we have more choice. That's okay. the problem. That's the thing is that do we... Do we do what our nature, what our, uh, do we follow our nature or do we, or, or do we follow the spiritual? Uh, 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 I think that our nature is a spiritual. That ties into, to a degree, psychology and sociology. For me, um, I find myself having to, like, inhibit my instincts in order to be, until, in order to follow the path I'm on. Like, I'm a very, I'm a very instinctual person. I'm a very, uh, very, I have very... I'm not going to say, like, super-duper great motor skills, but I have pretty pretty solid motor skills. And I feel like uh, in a past life I might have been a warrior of some kind or either something, somebody who was very violent or something because that, that I've always had that. I've always had very instinct. I've always been very instinctual, I guess. So I find myself having to inhibit or kind of, like, put a seal on my instincts in order to follow my path and kind of reassess myself. Yeah. Over time, like throughout the year, like throughout the, throughout the past years, three, three, three years so far for the most part, and I feel like I'm in a very good place now, but I, I still got a little tiny bit of more work to do. Yeah, I, I feel like there's like the instincts you're talking about is a big part of it. I feel like there's spiritual instincts in human beings as well. Oh yeah, that absolutely. we that like we have, but I, I, it is really choosing to follow your spiritual instincts rather than the instincts of animal nature. Of animal nature, yeah. So it's 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 really trying to discover that within yourself. Rather than rather than um, rather than trying to plaster on what other people think as far as dogma goes, or what or the dogma that most people think like the Bible is propagating, when the Bible is actually a metaphysical book. Okay, so that's the thing. I for sure, and I'm pretty confident, and that we all probably agree on is, so you have the spiritual, and then you have the material, and then I also think that there's two kingdoms. Hmm. The two kingdoms would be obviously good, good and evil, right? Mm-hmm. So what what's the common theme between those two? All these concepts is that there's a division, and so I'm always asking myself, well, am I going to do what I want to do, or am I going to do what God says to do? And and so there you go again. What is God telling you to do? I think that when you encounter that problem, it's usually that. You have to you have to really become attuned with what you really want to do, what you truly want, because when it comes to like, oh, I want nice stuff, I want money, stuff like that, it's that is a more surface level want, but deep down, what you truly want is to be closer to God, is my is my understanding of it. Okay. I think what, um, in terms of what you're saying is, um, I think it'd be like after you were in the group for a while and you saw enough posts. You kind of come to it. You'd probably come to a conclusion at some point, like, "Oh, I want to follow this path, and then work and resolve this thing because I think this is what God wants me to do based on what I've seen so far." Um, and there's a lot of testimony. There's a lot of testimony in the group. Like mm-hmm. um, people will do. Well, like sometimes I do a confessional. Sometimes others will like bring up an issue in their personal life, and we'll try to sort. We'll try to like sort it out and kind of, you know, counsel them, and like counsel them in ways uh sometimes spiritually too because some people will say like you know oh, i'm doing this in my spiritual path and nothing's working you know like i can't i can't i can't get any results and it's like well you know have you tried this and then me and hunter or somebody else will say well have you tried this and then we'll try that and then everything will 
kind of level out and actually improve and they'll actually improve better in terms of their personal life too so i would just like uh just join the group and kind of like kind of watch for a while and then maybe you for all we know you may change your path and even i'm not i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna say like you're an apostate or anything or anything crazy like you may change your path to a degree and maybe have like you know you may be a follower of the abrahamic god and then you may also be like somewhat involved with cali or something or who knows you may even be you may tend to tend towards buddhist principles or something else or some other path to a degree but like maybe your path will be split to a degree at some point for all we know just to help you kind of resolve your own like personal um desire to be with god and like do what we want you think god wants you to do it's definitely always good to, to hit to head a problem or um something you're working through from multiple angles i think that's why like even people who don't believe exactly like you, me, Josh, whoever, um, just hearing from people's understanding from wherever they are actually helps you understand where you are. So that's that's not just uh, that's just not just trying to get you to join the tribe, but really yeah. that's why I like talking to people in public or like or friends or whatever. Um, it's good to get input based on how they look at a problem because then if you, it's like basically putting another light source on the problem. The problem can be like a gem in darkness and then once you have multiple light sources you can see the whole gem and all its crevices and all its all its sides. Mm -hmm. um, it's easier to it's easier for that to happen if you have multiple consciousnesses um, hitting that problem or issue or thing that you don't understand. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. But ultimately you're gonna have to decide. Right? Yeah, I mean there's because there... you're, you're again you're in torn between two forces. And so you're ultimately going to go and you're okay. And I think both forces are necessary because obviously if there wasn't evil, then you wouldn't know what good, good was and vice versa. So there's, you have to embrace darkness and these other forces and mysteries, but ultimately you're going to make a decision. And it's like, is it based on your, your ideologies, right? Your ideologies ultimately are going to be a product of your actions are going to be a product of your ideologies. So yes. If your ideologies are to, okay, for example, to do things that prevent you from that spiritual consciousness, obtaining that spiritual higher spiritual consciousness, mm -hmm. then you're not going to be one with God. Yeah, it. I mean, there's levels of consciousness all the way up to God. Um, now, while I'm not a big proponent of duality, because I think in the end Satan will have no choice but to become part of the whole, and even though he'll be separated for way longer than anybody else, because there'll just be nothing left, and it'll just be him, um, or a Satan-like figure. Um, there is, so, it's a, it's a spectrum. There's not any one choice that, like, if you make a choice to follow Belial, Paimon, or one of the other demonic kings, um, that's a process. Even if you choose to follow them, it's levels down. Uh, there, you don't just immediately start descending at a great rate. Uh, as, as using this analogy, um, but the same the same actually applies to angels. So if you get really close to Archangel Michael, or you you get really close to Jesus Christ, there's levels of that. So it's so it is you could say it is a choice of one way or the other. Yeah. But at the same time, there's no one choice that'll just send you completely down or up. So it's a process. And anybody who's like going down and down and down as far as levels of consciousness, they can make any choice to go back up. Um, because there's no cap on God, and there's no cap on how far into 
darkness you can go because it, that has to exist in order for God to be a, in order to have a proper counterbalance with God. Um, but it, it's a process. Ultimately, you're right. It is a decision of up or down. But I think it's more complicated than just than just um, making a pledge and then just descending or making a pledge and ascending. It's a constant process in your life, in your understanding, in your study, and in your religion or your spirituality. Uh, it's it's all a choice. And some of the some of the paths that you take might be crooked. They might be really weird places you go as you're traveling up towards the mountain to the peak. And uh, there's a lot of weird decisions that might put you uh, higher up when you're traveling down. Uh, it's more like a landscape than a uh, you know spatial direction. Does that make sense? It makes sense. But the thing that I'm worried about is if Jesus claims, if it's true about the claims and the witnesses, okay, and the apostles and the disciples, if they all claim that that he said what he said, then it's pretty scary because that means. That, okay, so if it wasn't true, that makes that that then then Jesus would had sin nature, right? Which no, 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 no. It, what is it, that he said exactly? Well, he I, mean, says, I mean, he said a lot of things that pretty much confirm condemned a so, lot of so, things well, that people do, and he also said that I'm the light, the way, the life. No one comes to the Father but me. So well, he's basically saying, see that listen, that direct quote is misunderstood. But go ahead. No, I, I mean it's just it's just this one circle, and you can start from the top of. Uh, top of the circle is the division between the two kingdoms and then wherever you go you find yourself no matter what you study I always feel this uh, feeling of emptiness that that you're not doing the right thing um, living according to it again if you're not if you're not dealing with your sin nature if you're not trying to uh, come to terms with that then it's like you're in jeopardy of, of losing everything that may, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So, so in my mind, and as, you know, a lot of <laughs> Paramahansa and Kriyananda, uh, his Kriyananda being a disciple, they talked about when Jesus Christ said, "I and my Father in heaven are one," and they can only get to heaven through me. He was talking about not his physical body, not his person. He was talking about a state of consciousness. Yeah. That all avatars get to. So it, even when he's saying I, he's actually referring to, to being avatars like Krishna as well. Mm -hmm. It's a state of consciousness. It's not an individual person. Mm -hmm. And if we, if we think that it is an individual person, then we put Jesus in a finite uh, enclosure. We put him in a finite box. But really, his level of consciousness, his connection to God, is something that we should all reach and it doesn't mean that it's in one body. Um, so it's, at least that's my understanding. That's a lot of, that's Paramount. You know what would be a lot easier is if, like, for example, there was some kind of proof of aliens or something. Wait, oh, um. Because the, the fact that we haven't seen any aliens, that makes, it, that makes it even more conspiracy that, that we are, this is a really special place and, and that, does that make sense? Yeah, I understand absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's like kind of like a, like a paradise in a sense. Are you ever trying to say, or like a maybe yeah experimental dish or something? Or you're saying that too? I guess maybe like an experiment. Well, I mean, from what I gather, it's the like the Bible. It's God's actually telling you, yeah, t back test it, test it, and see see if there's any any flaws. And then no matter what you do, whatever you throw at it, it 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 comes back to you and says no, that this is correct, and there is no there's. I, I, I do have a question. So do you think that there's no other intelligent life in this universe besides humanity? I want to say that there is because, uh, but then I look at, okay, well, 
if the age of the universe is 13 billion years and we're at the very... Is it there? I thought it was like six or four. Is it, oh, no, maybe... I, mean, I could be wrong. I, I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. I think it's 13 at the last, the last scientific whatever. Okay. Yeah, so 13 billion years is a long time and... Uh, to to even even if you get close to the speed of light, it it'll only take like a million years to colonize the galaxy, or something uh, like that. ten million years or something like that. There's to... millions of galaxies though. Yeah, at least millions. Well, I'm just saying, just the galaxy itself. Oh, our galaxy. Yeah, if I'm... you if you had clo- vehicles that go even close to the speed of light, twenty per or eighty percent, right? It would only take like ten ten million years, or yeah, nine yeah. nine million years to. For uh, a, a species that was planetary, that wanted to colonize, it would take about 9 million years to colonize well, the, I, the galaxy. I think it might be assuming too much to think that they want to colonize, that they want to come here, and that they're not us from the future. So, um, there's no guarantee that even if, they, even if aliens knew that we existed, that they'd want to immediately come here uh, or to colonize. Because it's, it's, we have, we're operating in very human ideas, and... Something a species that is both sentient and alien might not be operating operating on same ideas. Maybe they just want to keep to themselves. Now, my theory is that of course, well, my theory is that there is intelligent life, but the UFOs that we see and the weird the weird you know videos that we see of uh, pilots and jets like seeing these UFOs making really weird turns and blinking in and out of existence. Uh, to me, uh, you know, it'd be very hard for uh, alien species to get to where we are. But to me. It's us from the future trying to figure out what the what the hell happened. That with that time itself is can be breached. It can be we can move back in time, and they could be like anthropologists or people who are trying to figure out where what happened along the line of our history. It's, it's kind of like we're fossils in a way to aliens because they're so advanced, really. Yeah, like even, and why would they want to like conquer us? I mean, what what would they what purpose would it serve? Because they have the whole galaxy to mine for resources. May, maybe or, uh, universe. Sorry. Maybe they're just like anthropologists that are studying tribes or something like that. Yeah, probably. That'd be that'd be it. Even if they're not, you know, us in the future, which I think is true, then they could be like anthropologists who are like, huh, this is a weird people. Let's observe. Well, I would I would think that they would have like conditions where. That they would be so advanced that they would know. I mean, they would be spiritual as well. Um, so, so they this is actually a big split. What you're talking about, I, I like the topic. So, if you go as if you go very far with technology, it seems like magic. If you go very far in spirituality, it could seem like technology. So, even if they're technologically advanced to a certain level, to where they understand the spirit, the soul and how to harvest it or how to understand it, that doesn't mean necessarily that they reach that conclusion through spirituality, but they would have a certain understanding like, okay, this is what prayer does, this is what meditation does. Um, at the same time, if a spiritually advanced race uh, were to observe us, um, honestly, they probably wouldn't get in the way. They probably wouldn't affect us because they're to that level. But if, if spiritual enlightenment was how they got so advanced, um, then it could look like hyper-technology. At the same time, I think that's a I think that's a, a definitely a factor because it you whatever is created unless they're a spiritual being if it's just a creation whose is this? Is that yours? Yeah. Let me grab another one. Go ahead. If it so, I'm if just... it's if it's a spiritual being if it's a create if it's creation like us we know we're created right because yeah we can measure time and distance and there's like well what was before us what was before that okay so that's how we arrive. 
that was the derivative of creation is that you come to the conclusion that in the beginning there was something that created us, right? So that's a pretty common theme. No matter where you are in the universe, you will be thinking the same thing as a created being. Uh, that you're not, you, there is decay, everything is dying, all right? Universe, body, no matter, even with machines, something is fading. Something, even if you could live forever through a machine, I would find it would be very difficult to convince me that something will not be decaying. So, yeah, I, I completely understand. And there's a few actual points on that that I would like to make. So, um, there's this, I don't, it's not called infinite recession, but I'm going to use that term because that's the only thing that comes to mind. But the argument that a lot of philosophers make is, you know, if God made us, who made God? So the idea of infinite recession. And then there's this one Native American person this chieftain who, uh, anthropologist, a white anthropologist, asked, you know, you believe that a turtle bears the world on its back, what's below the turtle? And he said, it's, it's turtles all the way down, <laughs> basically to infinity. Um, so also, uh, when we think about teleportation and, you know, deconstructing your atoms and then using other atoms to construct you somewhere else, a lot of people will make the argument, I, this, my philosopher teacher made, made this argument, you know, when I was at Brookhaven, so I was in philosophy, like, 101. He's like, well, it wouldn't be you, would it? And then, for me, the body is not a transmitter of consciousness, it's a receiver. So the consciousness that we have is being projected, we aren't projecting it. So teleportation could be possible without losing your soul, losing your spirit, whatever you want to call it. Okay. And, um, anyway, go ahead. Um, so, let me add to that, uh, since we're on that uh, very common thread here. Um... So as we advance, and if you look at technology from in a, like a biblical sense, or even like in a religion, in a religion, a state, yeah, all right, all, encompassing all the religions, some some for, for some reason technology stands out in my mind because if the soul ascends to to a higher state of consciousness or ascends to heaven, yeah, what is the what is what is the fabric that okay because like in heaven that means Everything is is in eternity, a state of eternity. Why? Because it's whatever mechanics are involved, they operate without without any kind of uh, sustaining beings. They the whatever decomposition, the, a recession. You mean whatever the construction is, the mechanism of of being in heaven or being in that conscious level, the highest state of enlightenment. I mean, you can look at it both ways. What is the mechanic? mechanism how do you say it mechanism mechanism that sustains that it, because i see it that if there's any disorder and that, and that's why I, and i re, i respect all all the religions and i think they you're right that they are a path but eventually you have to decide who's in charge of this kingdom that is that is flawless that where you live and everything is in in constant flux of of eternity and and without without problems uh without you know i have two disease all these other things that we as humans experience so I, I have two things on that one is that we're we as human beings are so connected to time itself that we think that time passes the same way in other dimensions when actually it's not so much time as it is events and events don't really happen in heaven per se because it's just one event it's just one experience Okay. Um, so we might be looking at it the wrong way if we think that, you know, what's going to happen in heaven. Um, wait, say your original statement again. I, I, I'm just saying it's like I think God or these aliens. Oh, oh, I know what I was going to yeah. say. Sorry. Um, so 
how I think about religion, and I'm sure maybe both y'all have heard this before, um, it's like seven blind men grabbing an elephant. Right. One one guy grabs the leg and he thinks it's a pillar. One guy grabs the tail, thinks it's a rope. One guy get, grabs the trunk and thinks it's a snake. And one guy grabs the torso, thinking it's a boulder. Um, and then God is kind of like watching all the blind men trying to understand him. Let's, we could just say that he's the elephant, whatever. And uh, he, everybody, not one of them is necessarily wrong. They're all they're all right in their own way, but ne- not a single one of the religions truly grasps, you could say, God, because they're all grabbing him from different angles and try to understand it from different angles. They're not wrong, but often religions think that everybody else is wrong because. Uh, they're experiencing something different because of where they grabbed God. Does that make sense? So that makes perfect sense. But that, uh, you know what that aligns itself with? That aligns itself with the message. And what is the mess? the universal message? Or what is the message that God... Maybe all messages are okay in their own regard. No, uh, you know, um, uh, Josh, Alan, yes. Alan Watts. Um, sounds familiar. Are I don't know who that is. Alan Watts, he basically said the same thing. He said that we're in a stadium or like in a, a theater... Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some distortion, right? So what you you're hearing the message, but yeah, there is some distortion. human consciousness is not perfect. That's why we have this problem mm-hmm. because we don't perceive things or understand things perfectly. Okay, that's why there are different religions, in my understanding. Right, but that's again, it's the there's that separation to me. It's like okay, the Bible says it doesn't want you to do any of these things, and that there's no escaping it. Like there's no coming back to learn again it's like you your heart that's not necessarily true though man like the the bible actually doesn't refute reincarnation it's at least so jesus is a perfect example he came back yeah he, he definitely came back and if he could come back then car karma or reincarnation or god can bring people back obviously but um so there's one quote in the bible that uh that is overlooked every single time that somebody tries to describe it so I'll do my best to describe it. Um, definitely not uh, more from a reincarnation point of view. But somebody asked him, um, you know, he said, you know, they say Jesus. Um, you, uh, it is said in you know, this book, I believe the Torah that Elijah uh, will return again. Uh, what does that mean? And he's like, look before you, uh, Elijah. He said basically, Elijah has come. Look before you. Uh, and he was referring to Jesus was referring to himself that he was Elijah, and then he came back in avatar form. And then um, there's a, some conversation about John that John was actually the disciple in a past life, but Jesus, uh, well, no, no, you know. Um, so basically, Jesus baptized John in a past life, but then uh, John baptized Jesus in this life, and they were completing the circuit, and they were they both performed their roles. Whereas Jesus was an avatar, of course, but John was a teacher, and you know any avatar has to go through different teachers and masters, to because in order to experience what it's like to be human, you know, to learn different things, even though they already kind of know it, uh, to be human. But I mean, technically in the Bible, you could say that it doesn't support reincarnation. But from what I read into and other masters read into the Bible, there's instances where reincarnation reincarnation is okay in the Bible, or like it could be backed up. And is that to suffice be, that, so in order uh, for someone to be forgiven, all right? So you live the life as a thief, and you're, you're going to be born again, right? To exp- How do you even remember or recall those experiences? You, you don't remember, but you're born into a situation where it's, 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 it's harder to operate, it's harder to, uh, basically you kind of like are 
pushed down to a lower grade, and then and then it's hard. It's you have to relearn everything that you could have proceeded with. Yeah, but, the but pro- chose not. Isn't the problem with that though? What happens if you get caught in that state? And there is no way for the soul to be ever caught permanently. The in a world state. just the, like it just just like whatever the red shift and the gravitational effect, whatever we all ripped to. Yeah, eventually, eventually we're all ripped to shreds, right? And well, I mean, we, we come. There's a, there's multiple big ba- like there's infinite amount of big bangs. It just basically it matters if as long as there's a single soul to reach God, the big bangs will keep on happening. But wouldn't it make more sense to if you're bait, you're you're judged on your actions, and then that you way, are judged on your actions. Yeah. But like a finite crime cannot. Um, cannot cause an infinite punishment. Uh, you, whatever crime you commit, that is limited. Right. You can't have an infinite punishment for a finite crime, especially if you only live like 60 years. I mean, like, I, I feel like God gives you chances to try again and to reach him. I, I can't imagine that God would ever be, the con- uh, ever be a being that wouldn't give his, his pieces that are the soul's uh-huh. infinite chances right now that doesn't mean you're not going to be punished and go through pain right you're yeah you, you definitely can based on the crimes that you do right but eventually to be in hell forever it doesn't make any sense because after you burn off all your bad karma if you're if you keep on if you're be, you're still there forever then basically you're just being tortured like you've you've already burnt off your bad karma basically right you don't have to call it karma but. from a simplistic sense from a simplistic view it's like god loves us very very much for even giving us this gift of life why would he put you in infinite hell or infinite brimstone and all that for like a life of what? Like, I mean, it's it's said that like well, a I mean, thousand years is but a day to the Lord. It makes yeah. sense because if you're offered a gift, or okay, well, I'm just basing. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to try to use Christianity or uh, uh, yeah. biblical terms, but I'll try to use it in a more metaphysical. Metaphysical, metaphysical yeah. Yeah. Um, if, if there's two. Two opposites, right? So you have an estate of eternity where you're free of everything, all whatever that you experience here in this, in the, in the in, as a human, right? Yeah. So what would be the opposite of that? Um, the opposite of being human, but not, be- not being human, but like experiencing, uh, not experiencing death. What would be the opposite of not experiencing death or or disease? You would, well, I mean, death is a transition. It's not permanent for people who believe in re- reincarnation. It's just a phase. It's just a phase. Yeah, yeah, that's um, all it is. Yeah, it, it's just a phase, and a lot of people fear death because they think it's evil because they want their lives to last forever. Um, so they they oh, death will that's the cap on my life. Oh, it must be evil. But no, death is not corruption. Death is death is a transition. Well, what I mean is ultimately you want to be back to the source, right? Yeah. Okay. So not being with the source would to me would not be a good place would not what whatever it is mm-hmm. if you're not with god at in the end whatever that is whatever that state or place that exists the possibility mm-hmm. it, it doesn't sound like a place where i would even want to remotely take a chance like some people say well sure i can't wait you know like uh you know the preacher street preacher say yeah if you don't repent you're you're going to hell and people will be like yeah that's good i can't wait till the party starts right I don't think very many people say that. A lot that. of people say that. I think that I'm only people. Uh, uh, well, well, only lot. people that worship demons and think that they'll be one, one of the ones in charge will say that. Yeah. Um, I like to so, think. Of, I like to think of the source as a setting, so to speak. Like uh, Hunter, for example, in the past has described, like in the afterlife, he wants to sit in the lap of Kalima for 
however long before he goes back to do his mission again. Yeah. I would say the source is not so much as like you're just becoming a part of God, like literally. Uh, I like to think of the source as like a setting or a paradise that God, um, kind of like the causal realm or something, or like a, you know, it's just like a paradise basically, like much, like so much better. So so beautiful and so awesome. Right. I I will say that there are many Christians who believe that um, hell is not of fire, as much as it is of being separate from God. It's a it's like a. I think it wouldn't last forever, but there's some Christians that believe it lasts forever, where you just be separate from God in darkness. Um, now that that's not very pleasant, and also, so the idea that other things are eternal like God, you're ba- that basically says that there are multiple gods. So if hell is as eternal as God and infinite, then that's basically more than one God. Uh, because I believe that only God is infinite. And if God is infinite beside other things like Satan or hell, yeah. then how is that not another God? Because both are infinite. I don't think that's true. I'm just saying that it the law, understanding how we... So basically, if we imagine God's eternal, mm-hmm. then having somewhere where it's awful and other beings that are eternal eternally punish other people, that'd be something similar. That'd be something on the same level as God because it's eternal. So, is it? Are we believing in one source, or are we believing in in other things that are also eternal? I I look at it like this. I look at like okay, what are the signs? The signs are you see the stars and you see the moon, you see the sun, which do a function, right? The function is just to go around orbit each other yeah uh with okay so if there was a problem with that right then we would all just everything right the universe would fall apart but it doesn't do that there's an order to it it or it the sun the earth revolves around the sun and we've even in the beginning before before telescopes uh man theorized that the the sun was the center of the universe but they, they were well, still... Well, no, no, before telescopes, we what, thought the what, Earth was the What center. was the uh, popular view before we finally realized that the... The popular view was that Earth was the center of the universe okay, and the everything, moon and the sun moved around us. Okay, but there was a there was a governance. There was a... The the universe had a governor, and that governor was the, the fact that things in motion stayed in motion, and it, they didn't do anything else. So, so you see there's law well, and I mean, order. Uh, every, yes, so, um, so everything acted upon by a force, uh, responds with an equal and opposite force. Right. So what the, what's the point? The point is is that you see that there are laws, and yeah. what, how important is the Old Testament? Because it seems like it covers a wide... Honest to, honestly, I've been, I've been listening to that. I've listened like 40, 30 hours of the Old Testament, and all I hear is like, this king smote that people, and then that people rose up and then smote this king, and then like they gathered the foreskins of their enemies, and then like... You know, there are 400 foreskins, and they right. burn, burn them as an offering, and then it's like, you yeah. know, this king did this, this servant did that. It's like, it's, it's, I, it's I don't get much out of it, it's, honestly, it's but I'm listening like, to it. In I fairness, the New Testament's much better. <laughs> yes, well, exactly. Old Testament, no, there's a good story. There's a good story to the Old Testament from what I understand, and I'm not, not an expert at all, but uh, God, the laws were there, and whoever was writing the Old Testament, they basically had laws, and they, they were telling people not to do certain things. And the people did not follow those laws, and that's why they fell into the predicament that, they, that they're in, which basically was war, 
uh, that was the main kind of theme in the Old Testament was a lot of war because of not following what was no, written. No, no, no. Um, in the Old Testament, God tells people to kill their people constantly. Yeah, he does. Like constantly. Like Jericho, mm-hmm. God told them to basically kill the women and children as well. Right. In the Old Testament. Like he literally ordered them like it says that. Right, right. Um, well, so let me let me give Creonanda's explanation of okay. what you got from Paramount Yohanada is that the laws of Moses were very basic because people's consciousness was very basic at the time. Yeah. And you had to basically tell them exactly what certain things you couldn't do in order for them to not do those things. Like people the consciousness was very basic. Now now that our consciousness is higher, mm-hmm. um we would obviously, well, to me, obviously need um, different rules than than somebody who's on a baser consciousness back in the day. And the the crazy thing is, like in the original Aramaic, yeah, it like even something like this, uh, that man shall not lie with man. Uh-huh. Actually, in the original Aramaic, before it got transferred to Greek, was man shall not lie with boy. Yeah, no, I know. Be- because like because that was a huge problem. Like in the ancient world, dude, there's so much pedophilia. And like that's they're like, hey, don't lay with children, basically. Right. But then, and then it's misinterpreted and blah blah blah. But the original Aramaic was like that. So like, even basic laws like that have a different consequence once you translate them. Yeah. But, but then it comes comes back to what what again? What evidence do you have? And then you have Jesus and the witnesses. And that, I mean that—that's really hard just to say. To just to say, no, nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna buy that. I'm not gonna like. No, I buy everything Jesus said. I just have a different understanding. Yeah, um, but I mean, he's pretty like uh, you know he's metaphorical in one sense, but he's pretty like okay uh, on point when he on certain things like what what he says about who makes it into heaven. He makes it very clear that there is a hell. He references hell a lot of times, and he basically says he puts a condition on who's going to be. How to get to heaven, okay? What a, you know, being separate from the world that the world doesn't love you. If it did, you're gonna have to be more specific because I feel like a lot of these things. I feel Jesus, like Jesus was also quoted as saying, "Heaven is the crown of your head." It's like a, it's called a Christ consciousness yeah. or God consciousness. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean about being conscious. But, but the hell is in is within you whenever you commit so many sins. Like take for take, I mean, Hunter's told me about Mao, for example. He's killed like uh, sixty million people. Mm-hmm. And like Hunter told me, this guy Mao, he whenever he saw people he didn't know, he'd start shaking in fear, because he's like, well, I mean, you, you you kill so many people, you you bring you bring on so much pain to yourself, it's like a boomerang. Yeah, for sure. And that's why he was in hell. Like Mao was in hell while he was alive, even towards the end. For sure. Okay, so in. I'm just going to just, for the record here, Matthew 5, and you guys can look this up. It says, Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, 18. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For I truly tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. So he's saying... He's not saying that to, he's saying that if you, there is a heaven and how, how to get to heaven, it's not by faith. He didn't, he, no, you're, you're, he's you're, not saying it's you're by not saying the words that was said in that. Why? What did I say wrong? Did he mention heaven at all? What do you mean? In the verse here? Yeah. 
for truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not this. He's basically saying that the word is uh, eternal. Well, that's we would what, call that as a Maha, Maha avatar, which Bab- Babaji is a Maha avatar. He's basically on the same level of consciousness as Christ. So Christ isn't somewhere else. He's like the same consciousness is literally here. It's uh-huh. not disappearing. And then the word of God is the vibration, the positive vibration that the universe experiences when we when we are around avatars, which in our case is Earth. Um, that's just my understanding. I could be wrong, but that's my understanding of it. Right, but the what, uh, this is what I get from it. Now I might I might not have the best uh, explanation or solution to what what he's trying to say, but. Uh, he's saying that if you love, if you love, if you love him, and if you will, follow, if you believe in God, and if you love him, that you, it's not about believing in him. It's actually following before him. He says, "I come to fulfill the laws." So he's saying that the Old Testament, the laws in the Old Testament stand. He's saying that in order to do, in order to get from where your state of sin nature is to to excel from this sin nature that's conquered the world, that's conquered the universe. That obviously there's two separations, the physical uh, and the material. To escape from the material world and to be in the physical world, that you, that it's the law. What, because, what do you think the old laws were that he's talking about? That's a good, that's a good question. The um, old laws probably were um, about moral character. Um, you know, the, the old laws are vibration, the, the words that are spoken by God, because God created everything through spoken word. So he created the vibrations. And the, um, the higher vibration was created just as the lower vibration was. So the law would be the higher vibration in choosing that. In my own understanding, I could be wrong, but that's my well, own Okay, can you tell me what now? I'm trying to... I'm listening. But mm-hmm. uh, what was the two concepts? Well... The different vibrations the law, of what? The law is the highest vibration. Okay. Uh, God, you know, it's, you know, it says at the beginning of ex, uh, not Exodus, Jesus, Genesis... Uh, where it says, you know, God spoke and created created things. Right. I can't remember the exact quote. Um, he created the vibrations in the fabric of reality, and the fabric of reality could be considered dharma or natural cause and effect and karma, and that original law is what he tries. To, uh, Jesus is coming to fulfill that he's trying to bring us to a higher vibration rather than trying to reinstate sentences that Moses might have got because a higher state of vibration is much more significant than thinking it's just talking about the original commandments. If we're just talking about the original commandments, that's a possibility. He could have thought that, but I I don't think he's just talking about the original commandments. I think he's talking about state of consciousness that God spoke, mm-hmm. in my own understanding. But I could be wrong. Yeah, no, there's a lot of things that I question. Uh, but, I mean, the nuts and bolts of this, I mean, just like the universe, the nuts and bolts of the universe are that things do obey, okay, the, the original the original creation of how the universe was made, the things of the way they are now is because of the original, that original spark or the original start of the universe. Nothing In fairness, the commandments took a long time, so what took God so long to tell us? <coughs> huh? If, if you're referring to the commandments as being the law, then God took a very long time to tell us the commandments. So it must have been something else besides the commandments. Uh, yeah, well, the- it's, it says in the Bible that the, the laws... Of God are written in the heart, and that you're judged, you're judged on your heart. So, which makes it kind of like, yeah. So immediately, the first thing I think about is like, okay, well, 
what did I do today? Because I know I didn't do anything to help the poor. I know, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like I, I, I was focused on myself. I was centered on myself. And, and so that, that's the very start of feeling like that guilt. And uh, in, in, no, I don't want to disobey God for what sure. It, you know, I don't want to do things to my body that's going to keep me from being performing at my best, right? We as mortals, um, the root word of moral, the root word of moral uh, Latin is uh, change, the meaning at least. Changing, 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 growing, 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 enlightening, enlightening, enlightening. And you have to keep in mind that what's most important is just trying to do what's right. Yeah, and but that's the thing. We, we can try, but is trying good enough? And it, are, we, are we jeopardizing our souls to eternity separation from God? Mm-hmm. Um, trying as why, hard as we can is all we can do. Why? Why? This is what I'm saying is why. The does, more you try, the better you get at it. All right. Yeah. If God loved me, if God loved me the way I think that He would love me, that I would have not been born into this world. So therefore, <laughs> I, I always think that okay, so we're in, we're under grace now. You're just a test, and the test is that: Are you going to separate yourself again from? doing following your own rules or are you going to follow your heart which tells you that there is an order to the to the universe that there's an order to everything and everything starts in the spiritual realm and manifests itself in the physical realm becomes physical mm-hmm. so that shows me that yeah there's a lot of conflict and that all the studies and all the religions even though they point to god they might point to god there might be some discrepancies that if you don't if you're not careful you're jeopardizing something. You're taking a risk. You're taking a chance. And it's like, okay, you can tell yourself, I'm going to, today, tomorrow, I'm going to follow God. And you can think of God in leaders, different leaders, in your school. Maybe you go to somewhere to get help. Whatever it is, it's a higher calling that you decide, I'm going to take a step to not do the self-destructing things that I'm doing, and I'm going to prove myself so when, when I pass, there's this record of me not following the sin nature that you're born into, which is to me is the sin nature of being born into this world is it's very empty. God gives you obstacles not to break you, but to improve you. Uh, you might be put in this world, even if there's suffering, even if there's pain, uh, to actually conquer it. And following God is very important, but um, you can't take... You can't really take anybody's complete answers for it. You have to relate to God with yourself. And there's just the same amount of God in you as there is any priest. Um, and once you once you realize that even if somebody you consider is very virtuous, that does virtue all the time, that does great things, you have the same you have the same amount of God in you. And if you feel guilty about something, then do something else. Uh, I don't think the 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 further I went in my own path, I stopped. I reached a point where I wasn't, I didn't feel guilty anymore because uh, I felt, I felt that God understood and that was a personal feeling. Um, now other people might try to make me feel guilty, mm-hmm. but ultimately if you listen to your heart and your heart is your own, you make decisions based on your heart, not what other people are trying to tell you about your heart. If your heart is, uh, is cleansed of that weight, if that weight is not on your heart, right. then Right. That that's per- perfectly fine for your relationship to God. I have a question. Yeah. Is this podcast going to really find its way to the internet? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, We're at forty three minutes, which okay. I, we got a whole hour. No, yeah, <laughs> this has been really great. Um, 
to share some of the knowledge and experiences. By the way, this is Frank's social security number. (laughs) (laughs) You can find me at IP address 66.341. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, I thought you were actually going to give it. (laughs) No, no, you can, uh, for sure, with that, you can just crack right into my my server. Um, So, so just for the record, I'd like to just share with you this, that this whole journey and being friends with you guys has been... It's been more the best gift that, like oh. anyone, yeah, like, I mean, you, I couldn't think of a better time or better friends to have. If it wasn't for Corona, I'd hug you. <laughs> but I gotta, like, I, not touch people. <laughs> I, I just want to make that statement, but uh, the one thing that I wanted to add was a lot of things that I gave up in my spiritual journey that I, that you know me as a friend, that I've given up a lot of things. Uh, you know, I don't have to repeat it for the record, but I've given up a lot of material things. Um, and that emptiness, yes. Is it depressing? Totally. But what I've, the, the feeling of being with closer to God was more, re, more rewarding than the actual material. Um, okay. Is that, is I can, that? I can, yeah, I, I can back that up for sure. I, mean, yeah. I imagine Josh would back that up. I mean, that. absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's about fellowship as human beings. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a process, man. No matter what path you follow, whether you're Christian, whether you're Hindu, whether you're you're shamanic, it doesn't really matter. Just moving forward as best you can, and trying to understand the path to God and yourself as best you can. However, you think of God or you think of multiple gods, it doesn't matter. Try to try to understand the path you're walking and try to be the best version of yourself always. If you if you try, I can guarantee that uh, you you definitely will get uh, you'll definitely get some reciprocation of love from God, for sure. However you understand God. At any rate, uh, maybe we could all say the Lord's Prayer together, because this seems to be a very Christian podcast. <laughs> it's so not just, even close. What we, do you mean? We did like two quotes from, from Christian scripture. No, 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 no. We've been talking about I, no, Christian three. stuff. I think no. I kept track. We did like three. All right, just repeat after me. So this, this is Christian, so y'all can do it. Our Father who art in heaven. Our Father who art in heaven. Our Father who art in heaven. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed, hallowed be thy, thy name. name. Kingdom come. Kingdom, thy kingdom come. come. That will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That will be done on earth as it will be done on earth as it is in heaven. <laughs> Give me this day my daily bread. Give me this day your daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And forgive us our trespasses. Forgive us our trespasses. Forgive those who trespass against us. Forgive those who trespass against us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening, guys. Um, that la- that last prayer that we just did, I kind of messed up on the uh, on the the wording of it because there's other parts to the prayer. At any rate, it was done with the heart, and I hope that uh, you know. I hope that we have conversations like this in the future. Me, Frank, and Joshua, um, y'all will be down to have conversations like that in the future. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, some more like core philosophy that we can really like it, like just. Really, guys, I want you guys to think about what it is. What is it? What is our purpose on in life? Is it is it for us to do? Is it a certain path that we are obliged to follow, or is there something, or or do do we just be creative and and not worry about anything? Yeah, I like that idea of being creative for sure. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for listening, and all of you have a wonderful day. <laughs> no, I don't know.